Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. Last week, if you were here, you might remember Father Bill um, preached about prayer. He talked about prayer is communion and the importance of listening in prayer. So this week, what I want to do is I want to uh, expand on that a bit more because I think it's a really important topic. And in particular, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about letting our prayer become a genuine dialogue rather than turning into a soliloquy. So there's a 25-cent word for you, soliloquy. So English majors out there, help us out. How many people get to speak in a soliloquy? One, that's right, one. Usually it's us speaking to ourselves, right? As opposed to a dialogue where we speak with somebody else. So really what today is is talking about how we talk with God rather than at God. How many of you have ever been in a conversation with somebody where they did all the talking? <laughs> Most of us, I'm guessing, yes? Spouses, you can't throw each other under the bus here, please. Kids, you can throw your parents under the bus if you want. <laughs> you know, I remember some years ago that there were, uh, there were some friends uh, and I who were out to dinner with this person who um, was kind of quasi-famous. Uh, he was a talented teacher and writer and often sought out as a speaker. So we all admired him and were looking forward to this opportunity to meet him in person. Well, dinner was great. I mean, the food was good, and, you know, it was a nice place. But, you know, when it was over, and my friends and I were walking home, we were talking, and we were all kind of disappointed. Because this person, who really was a good person and interesting, but he had just dominated the entire conversation. And I don't know if it was nerves, or if he felt pressured to be on. Maybe he was just used to being the center of attention. Whatever it was, he never asked us a question, right? He never was curious about what we thought about something. He never even sort of left a break in the conversation so that we could say something. So he wasn't really talking with us. He was talking at us. It was all his interests, his stories, his concerns, on and on. And the rest of us who really wanted to get to know him, well, we walked away feeling like instead we had been held at arm's distance by all these words. So we had gone in hoping for a dialogue, and instead, what we got was a soliloquy. Well, guys, we can do that same thing in our prayer. We can turn it into this rambling monologue about our day, our problems, our petitions. And I wonder, does God ever feel walled out? Because it's not that praying about those things is bad, but when that becomes all we do, our relationship with God becomes pretty one way. And we end up holding God at arm's length, never letting him get a word in. I don't know if you noticed that little telling phrase that Jesus uses in the gospel this morning. When he's describing the Pharisee's prayer, what does he say? He says, the Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. To himself. And indeed, as we read on, we see that the entire prayer becomes this exercise in justifying himself to himself. And Jesus says, on the contrary, he walked away unjustified, unchanged. And really, how could he change, right? He had left no room in his heart for God, no opening for God to touch his life. So his prayer 
and maybe even more so his life, had become a soliloquy, not a dialogue. Now, you could say, well, yeah, but isn't the real problem here pride? I mean, this Pharisee, obviously, he's so full of himself. It's no surprise his prayer is the way it is. Maybe so. But let me give you another example of a way we can turn prayer too much into a soliloquy, make it too much one way. And it's when we're in crisis, in crisis. So when we're racked with grief or tortured with anxiety or dreading the future, or maybe when we're worried sick about somebody else, maybe even when we're depressed. I can tell you from personal experience that the temptation at times like this is to go to prayer and to place whatever it is that's bothering us, whatever has its hooks in us, to place that before God, which is good, right? But then we never let it go. We cling to it. We take it right back and we worry it to death, right? We rehash it. We pick at it. We analyze it. We let our imagination run away with it. Have you ever had that experience? I know I have. Maybe we even plead with God and beg him again and again to change things or take this away again and again and again, but it never does change. Healing never comes. Peace never comes. Why is that? Well, Father Rollheiser says at times like this, the most necessary, but also the most counterintuitive, and I would say, in some ways the most difficult thing to do, is to very intentionally tear our attention away from what's bothering us and turn it instead to God. So to stop looking at our problem and start looking at God. And that's not easy, not easy at all. But it might mean, for example, picking up our rosary and praying it, but not spending the time then thinking about what's going on in our life, but rather maybe thinking instead about the Lord's life and the mysteries of his life. Or it can mean picking up our Bible and reading something from it, but then not trying to find an application right away for our situation, but instead focusing on what is God really saying here. It could mean praising God, even when it's the furthest thing from our mind and our hearts just aren't in it. It could mean forgiving somebody who's hurt us, but then rather than counting the cost, rather than replaying that hurt over and over and over again in our minds, Instead, counting our blessings, thanking God for them. When we obsess, even in prayer, about our fear or our anxiety or our concerns or whatever it is, when they become our whole world, all that we can see, we give them an awful lot of power over ourselves. And they grow. And as they grow, God gets pushed further and further and further away. And we become exhausted because they're too heavy to carry by ourselves. In contrast, when we give something to God in trust, and then trusting him to take care of it, we let it go. When we surrender it, and then turn our attention deliberately to God, it's like a crack opens, and God's power and healing and strength can begin to trickle in. It's not always an instant thing, but it is a real thing. And I can tell you in my own life, that's been a hard-earned, but really, really important lesson. Let me close with something from St. Teresa. St. Teresa has several rules for prayer, but her first one is this. Her first rule for prayer is pay attention. Pay attention to God. So when you begin to pray, she says, don't just start in and just start rattling off words. 
pause for a moment and remember God is here. So acknowledge God. Worship him. For gosh sakes, at least say hello to him. Or when you pray the Lord's Prayer, don't just mindlessly repeat the words. Try and mean them. Try as best you can to say them to God. And in prayer, if you've just shared your heart with God, take a moment and let God share his heart with you. Let him have a chance to respond through his word, through an image or an icon, or maybe a mystery of the rosary, or even just through his voice speaking in the quiet of your heart. Guys, our lives aren't meant to be a soliloquy. They're meant to be a dialogue, a dialogue with the Father in heaven who loves us. So this week, my challenge to you is this. Take a look at your prayer, and then honestly ask yourself this question. Am I talking with God, or have I fallen into just talking at him? Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.